everybody, welcome to Black and White Reviews, my name is Lee. And I am Will. And today we're going to talk about the first two episodes of WandaVision. They both released this past Friday, um, geez, what was that, the 15th? Wow, 15th of January 2021, so obviously 2021's been a, a wonderful year. I saw a meme recently, I mean, whatever, it's all about memes whenever I see. Um, it was like, man, 2020's been crazy, and then it says, 2021 says, hold my beer. Um, <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Uh, wow! I saw yeah, one. I, it's, it's, I, I saw yeah. one when uh, <laughs> what was it? It was it was Joker showing it around the place, and it says twenty twenty showing twenty twenty run around the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I don't even, I don't even, I don't have words. But we don't get into politics here. That's that's a whole separate thing. Maybe someday, but not for our black and white reviews. So uh, while we're getting here, it's been a little bit since we've done anything, just Will and I. Uh, that was The Mandalorian when they finished the, the uh, chapter 16, uh, so the end of the second season. Um, but what we're doing is we're definitely still branching a little bit. Uh, so if you haven't heard, uh, Will has been doing some of his podcasts uh, focused on AEW wrestling. I um, only did one. Which, <laughs> you know, okay, well, it seemed like you were pretty excited to do more. But <laughs> I might do more. I'm still on the fence. Okay. Yeah, so but you got something everything going is going to be... Yes, I do. So, um, Chuck, if some of you remember Chuck uh, and I, um, Chuck was on a few episodes of Our Mandalorian. I think it was in the first season, or was it the second season, too? I know it was the first episode we did. He joined us. Um, But either way, uh, Chuck came back, and he and I are doing uh, our review on the show The Chosen. It's been out for a little over a year now, maybe even more. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but they have a season two coming up soon. It's really great because they're crowdfunded and it's all just like taking donations and that's how they build up what they need for actually creating the show uh, from beginning to end. So if you want to check that out, we have it up there. You can check out some of Will's stuff as well. Um, all of these things will be on the regular mediums. You'll find them on Google Play and iTunes, Spotify, all the fun stuff or right on Podbean directly. But anyway, we're here to talk about WandaVision. Huh. How do you feel about WandaVision, Will? We actually have it. not spoken a word about it. We haven't. We haven't spoken a word about this. I loved it. Really? I absolutely wow. loved this. I thought it was great. I loved it because it's different. This is not normally yeah. when you get into MCU, it is big budget, big boom, mm-hmm. bombastic. You know, you get in the big battle and over the top superhero. This was right. so far left field. I didn't oh, yeah. know what to expect walking into it. I did not expect this. I mean, it opens up black and white, and the first episode is like a, a rip on Dick Van Dyke. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love that. For me, I love that because I don't know about you, but we grew up in the 90s, and mm-hmm. I grew up you know, watching Nick at Night when I was a kid, Nick and all Night. of those mm-hmm. old shows were on there. Uh, Dick Van Dyke, Bewitched, I Dream of Jeannie, I Love Lucy, All in mm-hmm. the Family, The Jeffersons, all of that stuff. So when the this monsters, the yeah. monsters, exactly. <laughs> this was absolutely amazing. Um, and okay. another thing that I'm gonna say, Elizabeth Olsen, she embodied Elizabeth Montgomery in this first episode. Just mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. from the outfit, the hair, her mannerisms, the whole thing. Um, right. You know, Paul Bettany is. I did not know that he could be as funny as he is in this. 
Like, I had absolutely no idea. Because all I know him from is the MCU, and all I know him as is Vision. I mean, he has his well, he has his lines there was here a and Night's there. Tale. Okay. A Night's Tale. He was in Solo. I mean... He was not... Anyway, he was he, cool. He, he, he was in Dresden Voss in Solo. It was kind of cool to see him as a bad guy. Yeah, it was cool to see him as a bad guy, but this was that that old-fashioned comedic style. It was just a mm-hmm. it was a breath of fresh air, especially coming from the MCU. So I really loved it, right. and there are other things wow. that I love too about this, and just how every line, like this, is definitely a throwback. But almost every line means something a little bit different, and even mm-hmm. when there is that fourth wall break, it is jarring and it's just so in your face. Another thing that I loved it was the, the the way that the effects worked in in these first two episodes. They're they're practical. I mean, I'm I'm sure yeah. that some of it was a little CGI, but for the most part, they were old school practical effects, like something that you would see on Bewitched. How there's an invisible right. string holding up the cup mm-hmm. or whatever, and the way that the plate breaks and they just reverse, you know, the tape of what they recorded on. It was it was very well done, and I was surprised was. that I liked it as much as I did. But this was amazing. This from top to bottom, I, I'm this very was surprised. absolutely amazing. Why? <laughs> I just I didn't know how you'd feel about it. Um, so I, I spoke with Chuck recently because Chuck. So Chuck's always like, hey, you watch such and such? What do you think of it? I'm just like, you'll have to wait till Thursday. <laughs> you know, I'm always like, wait till we talk about it. Like, I don't get into things too much until after you and I have discussed it or he and I or whatever. Neither do so, I. And, and that's, I mean, you and I, I refuse to speak to you about this, like this whole weekend. I'm like, we didn't I'm not talk at all. <laughs> like yeah. normally, like yeah. normally over the weekend, <laughs> we text back and forth every now and again. But it, like this weekend was just complete nope. silence. <laughs> it was. Yes. It was just dead air, and we so, we we um, both knew why like this, but yeah, but this was yeah, I'm this was yeah. awesome. Well, I mean, this you t- awesome. you told me specifically don't say a word to you. You said it like the night before. It was like Thursday night. You're like, Do well, not because talk I knew <laughs> I knew that I knew that Friday I was going to be working late, and normally around right. a certain time on Friday, you'll reach out to me like, hey, and you'll give a little something away, or you'll make no. you know you'll make an inference to something that happened and you did that all the way hey, through the, Mandalorian and that didn't really listen, bother me because I knew I was going to be watching the episode. I mostly did that. <laughs> I mostly be- did that because of the last two episodes of the Mandalorian and how much I knew they would upset you. I I'm understand. Like, oh dude, like you just need to. <laughs> I understand, but this anyway. time around I was like, nope, this is yep. a new show. This is a pilot. I want to go into it completely blind. Then I found yep. out that I was going to be working late on Friday and I'm like, Around this time, Lee usually says something. So I'm just, I'm going to nip this in the bud <laughs> now and get it out of the way. Right. And I'm so right. glad that I did. I'm I'm so, like, dude, I, like, I love doing this with you, but I'm so glad that we did not talk at all. I'm so glad that you didn't <laughs> say anything to me on Friday. And I just went into this. It was amazing. And I had a lot Good. of fun with it. Good. Awesome. Now, That's how did you eye. feel? So, honestly, I watched it and... I could basically just say the exact same thing you said. Um, I right. grew up watching those shows, and I'm watching it. I'm just like, man, they did such a great job really embodying, embodying the characters that we grew up watching. And even the comedy of the show is like something you would have watched back then. Like, it's, yes. it's, not, it's not too modern, you know. But I, was, I found myself laughing, literally laughing out loud at a few moments. And I was like, this is so good. It just brought me back. And that's what they were going for here, was they were really trying to kind of bring people back to it, but yet add the little element of suspense, thriller, like what's going on in the mm-hmm. background here? What is creating that? And this is that, that's the whole thing that's happening. You know, it's underlying throughout each episode so far. 
And then at the end, there's usually some big like, ooh, what is that? You know, which, you know, we'll kind of get into it a little bit. But let's just start off with this first episode here and kind of go through it. I mean, I have I have some notes here kind of keeping it together. But honestly, I, I thought that a lot of the things that were happening all it was well balanced. Yes, it was very well balanced between, hey, it's just like they they want you to. They did a very good job getting you comfortable and just forgetting that they have some other superhero past, you know, like from all the other movies we've seen. And just getting into the story of the show itself. Right. And, you know, it really it drags you in. And then it gives you something suspenseful that makes your gut, t- like, churn. And you go, oh, I forgot. We're going somewhere with this. Right. So the balance is just amazing. And it's funny. Um, I think it was um, Ben Affleck who said something about Paul. Um, is, is it Feige? Uh, why, I don't know why I ask you for pronunciation. but Kevin Feige? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Is it Feige? <laughs> it's Feige. Um, Kevin Feige. Okay. Feige. Okay. That is a weird thing um, that you're asking me how to pronounce uh, something, man. That's I know. Okay. I always said phage. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Feige. Um, ben Affleck was just was praising Feige, saying that he had the perfect balance of everything. And you see it in this show where, like you said, way out of left field, a whole different direction for anything in MCU. and But yet it's still gripping. Mm-hmm. It, it still grabs you. So... As this episode goes, as you said, it starts off like a 50s sitcom, very Dick Van Dyke, right? And they have this whole song explaining in in much detail basically who they are and how they're trying to fit in into suburbia, which, you know, this suburbia area is called Westview, you know, which they repeat a lot. And they even have a laugh track and everything. And there's all these little things that you never really picked up on, like the fact that Vision doesn't eat food. He's a robot, you know? So there's even that line on there. She goes, what do you say to silver dollar pancakes and this and that? He goes, oh, I think I say um, I don't eat food, (laughs) you know. And then this whole thing about them forgetting and right off the bat, it makes me start thinking like, okay, they're just suddenly here and they don't know how they got there. If this is their life, like what's going on. Right. And it's like, okay, although that's not what they're really getting at here. It's about they forgot that they had, you know, a, a dinner meeting, but still that still ties into they have no idea that they forgot about that because they were not around in the beginning of it. Which um, is really, it's really weird that they have no idea where they are because there are, are a couple of lines that kind of allude to they do have some idea because uh, she has a line about, no, he has a line when the uh, the plate crushes into his head. My wife in flying mm-hmm. saucers. Oh, my husband in his indestructible head. And it just right, goes right. back to... um. Oh my God! What came up before Endgame? Infinity War. It goes yeah. back to Infinity War, where his head is literally caved in. So right. that it's right. really weird that they're they're making those references. But you're you're absolutely right. It's I don't think either one of them have a real understanding of where they are or how they got there. Mm-hmm. Except for so a couple of it, uh, there's a couple of instances where that might be wrong. But again, we're mm-hmm. we're. A lot of what these uh, these first two episodes and how we're going to be talking about it, a lot of it's going to be speculation, which is it's it's mm-hmm. fun. It's fun to do that, but that's what a lot of it's going to be because we just don't have a, a lot of information yet. So there's right, that. Right. It, it it almost reminds me, and it's just it's. I mean, there's there's been a few times in my life where I've gone unconscious, and when that happens, I was kind of in this weird like limbo space where I don't know how I got there, I don't know where I was, I I don't know what I was really doing. And then next thing you know, I'm opening my eyes and it's like coming out of a dream. Mm-hmm. And that's very much what this feels like is they're just there. They're accepting it just like a dream. You know, they're just accepting that the world around them is what it is. 
and they're they're trying to sort out you know the confusion but it's a very very vivid dream this is a super vivid dream mm-hmm. and so it's 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 very very well done in that sense but you know this and now i can kind of see just now that we're talking about this how this is something that's interesting to you because it has the old um nostalgia references for us for the way that the show feels but then this really like this mind trip of what's going on here exactly you know, you know so it's 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 really well balanced so they're going through everything here and it definitely just it captures everything um at one point we see vision you know, he's like, oh, forgot about my face. And they do like this little like every time there's any type of magic or some kind of weird telekinesis going on or change, they're using like sparkly stars, you know, to make it look like something old school like that. Sparkly stars. Which is so funny. And, 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 the, and an obvious jump cut to him as human yeah. again. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it, again, mm-hmm. you would see something like that back <laughs> in the 60s or you would see that on Bewitch and I Dream of Genie exactly. exactly. You would see exactly, exactly that. Something happens, jump cut, and it's like very obvious that there was a jump cut back then because they, they didn't have technology for CGI back then. And I love that no. they did that. I love that they did that in this show. It was amazing. Exactly. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... We get to him at work, and he's just flying through papers, and just, again, just like a dream, it's like, he's doing the job, but has no idea what his job even is. No. He's blowing through it, and he, and he goes over there, and he gets it to, to his coworker or whatever, somebody he's working with, and he goes, wow, you're so fast, friend. He's like, you're, <laughs> he's like, he's starts like, oh, you're like a walking computer. And then he comes back just so defensive. I'm certainly not a walking computer. I'm, I'm organic matter just like you, and you, and yeah. everybody else. And it's just so funny how guarded they are, because they clearly know that they're trying to fit into a place they don't belong, mm-hmm. which is consistent throughout the show. But I, I love I love the line on there. He's like, oh, is the music is the music bothering you? What? I mean, like, is it distracting me from work or the largely nonsensical nature of the lyrics? Um, the first one. <laughs> so again, it's vision, you know, being vision or Jarvis or however you wanna like say his mind came from. He's absolutely right? he's absolutely being vision because he's asking questions about what he's doing. He has to he's he's right. an analytical mind and he has to understand exactly. what's going on and he doesn't. It's it's very right. it, like you said, it's very well done. It's right. very, very well done. So I mean they go through it and you, you basically find out the whole point of this is that they're supposed to be pleasing his boss. His boss is very hard to please. <laughs> I love the line when he's um you know, the whole thing about the five-course dinner, it's not enough, oh. and he goes in your entertainment. He goes, a five-string or a quartet, like, yeah. wasn't good enough? And he was like, and that beatnik, uh, what, what did he say? I don't, even, I don't have it written, but it was um, the beatnik enthusiastic clothes. He goes, I wore a turtleneck. <laughs> 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 um, but that guy, um, oh, it, was, it was way too funny. Um, but then we get into this thing, he's like, hope there's no skeletons in your closet, and he responds back with, I, I don't have a skeleton, sir. <laughs> There's just so many things about the whole not eating food, not having a skeleton, all these things that we, because we know how he was literally manufactured, yes, um, was you know came into existence, and all of these jokes are super funny. Again, just like all of the old shows, where it's just like we all know what's going on here. Bewitched, I dream of genie, whatever, what have you. When there's something weird happening, they have to like pretend it's like, oh no, no, that's just ridiculous. Ha ha ha. Which they're gonna continue to keep doing here. I love it. So. Um, hmm. This is where your... things started getting heady for me. Is the commercial? The commercial, exactly. I loved the commercial because they're I talking mean, did about. Did you not the... see Stark Industries coming from it? it, it though? No, like, I'm like, oh, that's I... clearly from Stark Industries. Okay, <laughs> I 
I figured somewhere in here we were going to get something from Stark Industries. I mm-hmm. didn't know that it was going to go as far as it did. With the first bit of color you see is the red blinking light on the toaster. And oh, dude, it's, that it's was beeping, so cool. It's beeping, and it's continuously getting faster, and it's, it's harpening back to the bomb that blew up... Uh, Wanda's parents and her and her brother are sitting there and they're just waiting for the thing to go off and you get that whole piece of dialogue from Age of Ultron and Mm -hmm. it was like, oh my God. So I don't know if this commercial is somebody outside trying to remind her of who she is or if she's, you know, just literally, you know, playing this thing up in her head, if she's doing it herself. And it got really, really, really heady for me and it took me... Like, we're going along this journey, and we go through the whole first act of of this show. And then you get to this commercial, and it completely breaks everything. You know what I mean? The funny thing is, though, when the the thing starts beeping, it's long. It's it's long enough to be uncomfortable, but not too long. Right. That's what's interesting, because the woman there who's demonstrating, you know, the Toastmate 2000, and put the taste back in your toast, you know, all the goofiness there. When she she has that like that dread look on her face for a moment when it's beeping, and then mm-hmm. not that shortly after that, toast pops up and everything's good. Oh, get the you know, get this toaster, bye bye, you know. But it was it was just enough of it being too long for it to be concerning and give you that gut wrenching feeling again. You're like, oh man, like what is going on here? Yeah. What is happening? Whose head is this in? And who is, you know, doing some shady stuff? Right. So, this, yeah. yeah, it was just, it was so cool. I was, I was so happy to see that. I mean, we'll talk about the next commercial <laughs> yeah. soon. I thought that was, oh, anyway. So we get there. There's this big mis- miscommunication for what, what the heart on the calendar meant. She thought it was, it's an anniversary, so she's going to get all, hey, let's, let's have an intimate night. And <laughs> the lights are out. They, he's bringing them home, his boss and boss's wife over for dinner. And sure enough, Lights are dim. She comes in. Guess who? Right over the boss. And she's wearing something that she shouldn't wear for a company to come over, especially that day and age. Um, and they're like, oh, oh, well, she's just wearing something. It's just so, so it's Covian. It's <laughs> <laughs> so the second time I watched it, I watched it with subtitles and it was so much funnier, like picking it all up. So Covian. OK, that's great. Um, but that's oh, that's the greeting of hospitality. Guess who is at my house? Ooh. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Um, but all this stuff is going on, and just like Bewitched and I Dream of Genie and all these other shows, there's this hilarity, almost almost slapsticky, not quite, but uh, goofiness of trying to hide the crazy stuff going on, right? Right. Where she's in the kitchen, and she's got the pots and the pans flying everywhere, and he just starts breaking out into yakety yak. <laughs> that, was, that was really funny. <laughs> it was that was funny. really funny. It was funny. For two reasons. One, it's funny because it's just it's a funny thing that you would see in a show like that. But it's also funnier because it's vision. <laughs> it's vision singing yakety yak. <laughs> that made me laugh too much. Um, so, I mean, we kind of get f- further on to it. So he keeps on trying to distract. She's going back and forth trying to cook dinner and she's doing all this magic stuff. And it's funny. I, I feel like her powers were adapted a little bit here. Um, where it was much more like Bewitched than it was mm-hmm. in everything else we've seen from her, you know, where she's got like this red whatever coming out of her hands and she can move things. But this was much more just like, oh, my hands go like this and 
I can change the sign to say sold and blah, blah, blah. Right. I can just create things with my mind. Like, there was a lot of weird stuff going on, but I think that is what's going to come into play as more things get unveiled. Um, you know, what's really going on here. But they go through this. Um, there's also more hilarity when he's he's singing old McDonald on his little guitar. <laughs> he's waiting for his boss <laughs> to say something, and he just says, and on his farm he had a pig. pig. <laughs> <laughs> it was... I'm watching it and I'm going, we know how this boss is. And he's like, he's a jerk, you know, you, and like you say one thing a little bit wrong, but he's doing a lot of wrong things here. He basically just called his boss a pig and it, but his <laughs> boss is being okay about it. Cause his wife is calming him down. Um, okay. I mean, let's, let's go back to the, I mean, even the fact right now that, um, who's in the episode. I just think it's funny that you've got, um, what's her face there? Deborah um, Joe, Deborah Joe, Deborah Joe Rupp. Rupp. Yeah. She 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 showed up. Or maybe it's Roop. I don't know. Um, from from that seventy uh, show. show among among many other things. But she's looked the same for the past like I don't know how many years. Good for her. She's looked the she same. She's the same looked the same. She's looked the time. exact same for the past twenty years. Because that seventy yeah, show crazy. started in like ninety eight. That show. Oh man, I remember loving that show when it first came out. I kind of yeah. I kind of left after Eric left, and they brought in. Uh, uh, what's Seth Meyers brother's name? The other yeah, Myers, the one who yeah. was on Mad TV. I think a lot of yeah, people got, did. It, <laughs> it got strange, but hey, whatever. Um, so they go through that breakfast for dinner, and then they get this barrage of questions, you know. And clearly, they're struggling just to figure out like why they're where they are. Never mind, like who are they? And then he's just like, "Dang it, man! Answer the question! Like, where are you from? Why are you here?" And then he starts choking. So, the way that he started choking, mm-hmm. Wanda looks at him and blinks. And then he immediately right. starts choking. Did you notice that? Um, no. Okay, because I'm gonna be I'm I'm the, the way that I start because I watch I watch these two episodes a couple of different times over the weekend. Okay. She looks at mm-hmm. him because when he starts when he starts you know badgering them about where did you come from why are you here why are you here tell me and he starts slamming his fist on mm-hmm. the table. She looks at him and then blinks and then he immediately starts choking. Right. It was a most. Right. It was very. It was very in your face. It was very obvious. And I'm like, did she just do this to him? Like, is is this, what's hmm. what's happening? And even more to the point, why is he so adamant about them answering this question? It's very well, weird. Right. right. And then it and gets that's even. The whole thing. Go ahead. Oh, so that's the whole thing that's happening here. I mean, we know that this that whatever's happening here is being played up in her head. Yes. Like Wanda is in control of what's going on here to a point. But, you know, we get a little bit more of like, okay, but there's a point that she's in control, but what else is going on? What's, what's creating this world, Right. you know, that she's able, or, I mean, how is it being created? And it's, I can't even like speculate, like what might be going on. I can only say, I hope it's this. I hope it's that. It could be so many different things, but we start seeing more as a ghost. But yeah, I like think... there's definitely this, the weird where she's like, the way she was like, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop that it!" Was Stop it. That, that was weird. That was so weird. Weird. And she's like, she's like, smile cry- crying. It was just. It, it was me almost out like a she lot. got stuck in a loop. Yeah, yeah, and it like was the just, ma- like the matrix is broken, and she's stuck in a loop, just saying, "Stop it! Stop right. it!" It's like it was so jarring. It was really weird. Yeah. And then, then you get another fourth wall break where she snaps out of whatever you know phase she's in. And mm-hmm. says, Vision, 
help him and help him and mm-hmm. all of the all of the you know the quirky you know practical effects that they're using to to, to show magic it all drops and he literally he phases mm-hmm. and and pulls out whatever piece of food that he's choking on and it was right. just immediate right. and it was so like oh oh yeah that's right i'm i'm watching mm-hmm. something from the mcu and all of this is possible it completely again it completely mm-hmm. rips you out of out of the moment and you 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 you're in this predicament where you forget that you're watching something that's supposed to be taking place in the 1950s. And it's exactly the way that it was done was awesome. The way that it was done was absolutely amazing. Again, that's the whole thing about the balance here where you're going back and forth between, you know, Oh, it's an old nostalgic thing from stuff we've watched before. And then what we know of the MCU and these characters. So I, I thought that was just fantastic. Um, so you, you know, said and before then immediately said before, after it again they they kind of bring you back to the well look at the time let's get out of here like nothing happened like nothing like, okay, happened what is going on what, what just happened <laughs> like dude almost died on the ground choking on a piece of meat and oh mm-hmm. look at the time we got to get going and just drops it and what? he's going and and I mean Vision's going to get his promotion like I'm I'm shocked that he's going to get his promotion right. <laughs> like this guy well, what this we're is the same here, boss yeah. this is the same boss who was upset about a five course dinner and I know. <laughs> he's perfectly happy and fine with eating breakfast right now. Like, what mm-hmm. is what is going on? But I wanted to go back. I wanted mm-hmm. to go back. And if this is too much for you, I apologize. But you okay. said before that you can't even begin to speculate what's really going on. I think I can shed a little bit of light on that. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know a lot about Marvel Comics. But I do know so some sword. things. And <laughs> one of the... Not just Sword... But one thing that I do know about Wanda is she does have the ability to create her own reality or distort yes. and warp we, we reality. Did, we got that right off the bat. We got that right off the bat with her actual introduction in um, Age of Ultron, where she was messing with everybody's heads when they were trying to get the adamantium or not. <laughs> sorry, the vibranium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. I forgot that. I forgot that scene was in that movie. Oh, dude, that scene was crazy. Remember, she. She had like Thor was was going nuts. You had Captain America was sent back to some old par- like welcome home party from the war, um, and that's when when uh, Banner hulked out and started like destroying the whole like town, the whole city. And then, you remember, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> you know, yeah. So hmm. that's yeah, I always forgot about happened. that. I yeah, no, that was that was her that big scene. introduction to everything. She was just she went up behind everybody with her little red eyes and started twisting everybody's head. It's been a, it's been yeah. several years since I've seen Age of Ultron, so forgive me. I'm sorry. So that that is why I watched um, the Legends before watching Wandavision because I knew I it would be a really good recap on the character. Oh, see, it yeah, gives I you a quick recap on the characters, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot that happened. Oh, I okay. forgot she did that okay. too." It actually gave me a, a much better appreciation for her character because I feel like in, in the movies they they kind of did stuff with her, but they didn't do it do it justice enough to give her her own show. But when you watch just the parts that are just her, and it's not overshadowed by everything else with Tony Stark and Bruce Banner and Captain mm-hmm. America and Thor, you know, like like oh, actually, you know what? Her storyline's actually really cool. Yeah, it is. So we're One getting we're I getting love... a lot more of that. One thing that I love about her character throughout, you know, the MCU, like her story arc, is how normally in movies, and this happens all the time, how you'll have one movie and a character has an accent and then they'll make a sequel oh, or, or whatever and then it's completely dropped. In the MCU, mm-hmm. her accent is slowly phased out. Slowly fades, yes. It's really so it's I, really I, clever the way that they did it. Like she's becoming more more Western 
And in mm-hmm. this show, it's just completely gone. And I buy it because in all of the movies that we've seen her in, she went from thick to mild to, ah, you can hear it if you pay attention, and now it's just gone. It's not like over an overnight thing or over one or two movies how, you know, normally accents just disappear. It's, it's pretty right. incredible. And that's been – that's caused a lot of fire in, in the fan base just because they're like, okay, that's ridiculous. You know, obviously we go from Scarlett um, Johansson's hair going super, super red – to getting lighter, to getting lighter, to getting blonde, and then to having somewhere between, like, oh, dye jobs, um, you know, in, in Endgame. And it's like, okay, that's weird. Just, like, people just wanted to be more and more comfortable as things went on. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess I get it. You know, to the point where Thor wasn't even wearing a wig anymore. You know, he's just, just his own haircut. Okay, but here we have this thing where the accent goes, and it's just like, it was slowly going away, and then by the time we're watching Infinity War, her accent sounded like it was completely gone that's what i meant when and you can hear it if you pay so, attention yeah it's very it's very very faint but here's yeah. the other thing too she was being trained by um black widow to be a spy basically so it makes sense that she would learn how to hide her accent and hide her Sokovia and stuff so she can kind of put on that that fake accent so when she's fitting in here um in this in the show here obviously she's putting she's doing the voice of you know, whoever would be on the show. Somebody like, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, this this could be adding to it. So there's a lot of people who are on either on both different sides arguing, saying it's stupid that her accent's gone. I'm like, eh, I would have liked to see it change slower, but at least it wasn't just like suddenly gone the next time we saw her. Yeah, you know, I don't movie. have a problem. I don't have a problem with it for that reason alone. It wasn't sudden. It was a thing that was slowly done over time. And you know, yeah. in between, you know, in between Avengers movies, we're not talking, you know, hey, a couple of days have passed or a week or two have passed. We're talking years have passed in between all of these True. movies. So yeah, uh, I've got a yeah. buddy of mine. I've got a buddy of mine who I went to. I think I went to high school with him. I knew I knew him through friends in high school. So I don't even know if he. W- yeah, he did go to my school. I just we never had the same week, so we missed each other. Um, he moved to Alabama, and then a year later, he had this thick Southern drawl, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Yeah. Wow. It like, happens. It just it blew me away, and I figured when I spent three weeks in England, I'd come back with an English accent. Didn't happen. It happens, but, man. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, it's just like the, he was there for just about a year, and I, I've and I'm spent. Like, Who is this? <laughs> I've spent some. I've I've hmm, how much? I've spent a considerable amount of time um in other states. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it's weird how quickly things like that can happen. I mean, there was a right. point where I came home after a couple of weeks of being away where I was mispronouncing my U's because <laughs> the people in the state that I went to, they all kind of dropped them or it, it was very weird. It's a very weird accent. But I was doing yeah. that when I got home for a little while and somebody else had, had to point it out to me. And I was like, oh, really? And it, after a <laughs> while, it goes away. But it does happen. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, so there's there's all that stuff with her her accents and everything. But, I mean, I can forgive it because of everything else that's gone on, the time that's gone by, and her being trained to basically be a spy as well. Right. Um, so I'm mean, like, okay, I can get that. She's being trained so she can kind of hide and whatnot too. I'll take that. Um, but you get this, I mean, basically the way they end this episode, um, after all, like, the weird stuff going on, um, and we're getting, you know, those uncomfortable moments with the commercial and with the stop it, stop it, stop it, and pulling out the food, and then, oh, look at the time. You know, they sit down and say, hey, we did a pretty good job. You know, hey, we're not married. We should probably just, like, hey, let's just do that. Like, make some rings. And then she just fabricates rings. They just it come into existence. Right. 
not a power that I knew she had. So again, it's it's going into she's got control over some of the stuff that's going on here. It's it's definitely there's definitely a play something at play in her mind that we're seeing. So um, anyway, um, we get the whole I do, and they lived happily ever after. And then of course we get the end credits. Looks like an old show we've seen. Wandavision, okay. And then we realize it's being monitored and documented by somebody in a sword command center of some type. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, what do we really know about S.W.O.R.D.? I mean, so they're the Sentient World Observation and Response Department. Well, okay. no. That's in the comics. In the, in the MCU, <laughs> its uh, world is per- is replaced with weapons. Okay. I remember, I, I saw that when I was doing my research, because I completely forgot. I'm like, I've we've seen... We've seen something sword before, and I just forgot where it was. But I know that in the MCU specific, it's sentient weapon, mm. not okay. world. Because I know in the comics, sword is if shield is earth, sword is space, right? But mm, here okay. it's something a little bit different, where it's weapons. So I have I I'm lost. I have absolutely no idea what sword is going to be playing into it. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, we're just going to that's one thing that we're just going to have to wait and see cuz yeah. It's very odd. It's very so she's being monitored and then there are times and I spoke before when we were kind of, you know, given like an overrun that there are some instances where I do think she does know what's going on. The way that she right. breaks her character in this episode specifically and tells Vision to save his boss that's a character mm-hmm. break. And then there's another oh, right. big one. There's another big one in the next episode coming up that we're going to talk about. Those are the little things that make me believe that she is kind of creating this reality for herself. Maybe, right. and for whatever reason, it is being monitored by, by, by something else. And it's just, it's weird, and I'm intrigued, and I want more. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all yeah. I can really say about it right now. Um, here's yeah. one thing that happened to me when this episode ended. We get the end credits, and mm-hmm. it was, I did not, these end credits are weird. They're not end credits. Mm-hmm. These look like they would be at the beginning of a movie. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the way that everything's introduced and the way the credits are on screen and the way introducing this person and starring this person and yada, yada, yada. I'm like... These credits don't look like they belong at the end of a show or anything. Not even at the end of a movie. They look like they belong at the beginning of, of something MCU. And I thought that that was. Mm-hmm. I just thought that that was a really weird choice to put it at the end. I love it, but it was just it was weird. That, or maybe that's right. just me. Maybe that's just you know the way my mind works sometimes. But anyways, yeah, great, great opener, great opener. Yeah, I think the only thing we've really seen of sword that I can think of is that scene where. Um, Remember at the end of Far From Home where you see Nick Nick Fury? He's like in that space station. I got no shoes on or whatever. Yes. That's, I mean, that that could have been a sword base, you know, some kind of like floating sword base that he was on. So they never really explained it because obviously S.H.I.E.L.D. is done. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, I'm really interested in seeing where they go with it. So it's, am I. It's definitely, like, I don't, again... Anybody who listens to this, you know, call us whatever you want to call us because we, we love these shows, but we don't actually read the comics. <laughs> I know. It's it's like blasphemy, but, I mean, I've, I've got a stack of books. I'm, I'm touching them right now. They're right here. I'm in the middle of reading five different books. 
And the last time I've touched a page from any of these books was probably like a month or two ago. <laughs> I've got so much other things going on. I can't read every comic in the world. But at least the shows are quick and I can get through it. But yeah, um, really interested in seeing where this goes. So we let's let's get into episode two at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just kind of cuts right into them. And, oh, there's a, there's a noise at the window. What's going on? They're in their separate beds. Um, she's turning on the light and turns off. He goes and checks. Nothing big, big loud noise. He jumps in the bed, and then they, they, she makes it into one bed. Okay, cool. And then blah blah blah. Then they go into a completely bewitched inspired animated opening. Absolutely, scene. absolutely bewitched. I mean, it was inspired. it was completely bewitched. It was it was awesome. And so it's funny because the first episode, Dick Van Dyke, um, was Dick Van Dyke in the fifties? Yes, Dick Van. Well, Dick bewitched Van Dyke started in the fifties. Uh, exactly. Bewitched, bewitched started, started in the sixties. So my theory now, based on this, is it's a decade advancement as we keep moving on. That's what I'm thinking, So we've gone from the 50s, we've gone from the 60s, and, I mean, not to spoil too much, because we're we're spoiling everything anyway, at the end of this episode, they go into color, which is is basically shown when we're going into the 70s now. And we know that from, from images and, you know, the trailer, that we're going to be advancing in the years. We're going to be going into some newer sitcoms as it moves forward, eventually to the point where it might catch up to regular everyday time um especially with there being nine episodes we're two episodes down and we're already working our way into the 70s so this mm-hmm. third episode will definitely be in the 70s i'm looking at the image right now um for it and they look like it is the 70s she's got sideburns and longish hair she's got long straight hair kind of like donna from that 70s show very brady okay. bunch we're, we're yeah we're totally go- yeah exactly brady bunch yeah so we're, we're getting there so the noise at the window all this stuff happens and so we before we go before we go forward before we go forward now that we're talking yeah. about and we kind of agree that they're moving decade to decade, yeah. Um, what is the likelihood that Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen make a cameo in this? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would be pretty. Well, I exciting. mean, um. that would. I mean, <laughs> it, with, how funny the, would that be? It's the perfect opportunity. Oh man, it's the perfect or, opportunity. Or even- even if they don't, but when they do like a '90s show or '80 or yeah, a '90s show, it's reminiscent of Full House. Yes, I mean that that alone would be funny enough. Just having something that was Full House inspired as their their '90s show, I would think that's amazing if they did that. Well, I was more but, saying okay, that now, because now you got me sisters? thinking. Which Avengers would be Uncle Joey and Uncle Jesse? <laughs> but anyway, I was more saying that because isn't Elizabeth Olsen their sister? Yes, she's the younger sister. That's, okay, okay. That's she's the oh, she's the youngest. Yeah, she's she's only uh, thirty thirty one years old, I think. Oh wow, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, she was born born eighty nine, I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and Paul Bettany, he's like fifty. <laughs> yep, that's um. Yep, that's the truth. Oh, well, good for them. <laughs> he yep, does not look fifty. Them. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He does not look. He um, looks very good for fifty. I hope I look that good when I'm fifty. <laughs> I hope I look that good when I'm forty. Yep. Mm-hmm. He's a good-looking dude. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they start throwing some cameos. That that would be a great nod, um, over to her sisters there. Yeah. But, um. So we've got this episode, and we kind of get the the we get the basic idea of what's going on here. So he's doing magician practice, right? Going through some stuff there. Let me try this out. Not sure why he's doing it. It just makes you realize, okay, they're really just living in this world. This is yes. what they do. They have something going on. Okay, so they, they're accepting it and they're moving on. 
They're not even going to bring up what happened before. All right, cool. Again, we're in the same exact type of situation. Um, and then we hear banging again after he leaves. And there's a red, red, I put it in big letters, red toy helicopter in the bush with the sword insignia on it. Yes. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. So <laughs> that's interesting. It is interesting. Um, it so is interesting. Something is, something is cutting in, and again, it's coming down from her subconscious mind that's allowing that to, to show up there. You know, and, and this is where you start getting that, that Smallville, uh, not Smallville, uh, Pleasantville feeling. Yes, very, you know, pl- very Pleasantville, like certain, the red. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, well, you know that actually, something is very significant or different or out of, you know, it's not, um, it's foreign. Something foreign is being entered into this world, you know? And that's when you realize, okay, so that's what we have to, that's where the focus is. And she's, like, mortified because she clearly sees the color difference and, like, what is this? What is going on? I, but I, I, can I clearly this, tell that she knows something is going on. I looked at this a little bit differently. When I saw okay. the helicopter, I think the helicopter was real, and I think there are pen particles at play. Oh. Oh, okay. That's, that's where my that mind far. went. I looked at it to see how it would look, but okay. That's 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 kind of where my I mean we know that it's a thing and yeah it's just it's a very okay. it's a very it, the the insignia if if the sword insignia wasn't there I wouldn't think mm-hmm. that but it is right. it's significant for some reason so I'm thinking was it wow. just shrunk was it just shrunk and it's there who shrunk it why or maybe well, yeah. maybe it's just something yeah. that's into interfering in her world and she you know subconsciously doesn't want it there and something happened right. No, I think I think both. I think it's it's all at play. I think all of yeah. it is somehow connected. So you do know, I. and that's that's what's cool about this. It's definitely a big mind trip. Um, so I do like that. And then we kind of get back into this. You know, after we see that and get kind of like ooh weird gut wrenching feeling again, we go right back to oh everything's hey let's come over here. We're gonna go to the school committee. You know, her Agnes there. Which, um, oh geez, what's that actress's name? Um, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn, yeah. So she's yes. she's hilarious in everything I've seen her in. Um, so she's really really good in this. She's, she's pulling perfect. this role like, off really well. It'll be a well. guess. She's oh, pulling yeah. this role it's, off it's, really well. It's perfect. I, I, so I thought it was really really good altogether. So the people who are in it are are really pulling it off. You 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 believe them, you know, for what they're doing. Obviously, the acting back then was really really goofy, but she's doing it exactly the way it was done then. Yeah. So I love it. So she comes in, and the whole point is that they're going to the school committee. And she's like, maybe I could just be myself. You know, she makes a comment about her clothes, but as soon as she says that, there's, like, this serious, like, are you kidding me? And then she just laughs. She goes, oh, you're too funny. And again, you know, you're getting this sense. Like, it, it, it was my second viewing where I realized it wasn't just like a, you know, like, oh, she said something weird and that's it. No, something weird was happening there, too. Something strange was happening when she goes, I could just be myself. And the thing is... Everybody there seems to know something is off about them and almost mm-hmm. fears them, which we get later on in the next, you know, when we get to the school committee thing. Yes. That somebody fears her. So when she says, I could just be myself, she's like, um, yeah, oh, could have, no, that's, <laughs> that's too funny. Don't be yourself because yeah. everybody's afraid of the self. Okay. This is getting, this is getting weird. Er. Okay. Yes. So she goes there. There's this whole Stepford Wive type thing. For the children, which it's uh, if that you was notice, they, what it's so you're right. It's Stepford Wife, but it's also like a very 
I hate to say the word, it's very cult mentality for the children. Oh, yeah. It mm-hmm. is so mm-hmm. weird. And I was, what is happening for the children? Something else that I want to bring up, because we were talking about Catherine Hahn. Mm-hmm. We never see her husband. No, we don't. And that's. We never yeah. see Ralph. Mm-hmm. Who's Ralph? Mm-hmm. Right. I want to know who Ralph is. That's one of the more yep, intriguing things about this show to me right now. Like, mm-hmm. I, with everything else that's going on in this show, I don't just care like, about sword. I don't care about this this beekeeper man. I just want to know who Ralph is. I, I want to know. I really want to know who Ralph is. Ralph is somebody. Ralph is somebody. Whenever you, because that that that's the kind of thing that plays with my head. Whenever there's mm. mentions of a character and they're purposefully not, you know, introducing that character, he's like off screen doing something else. I want to know who right. that character is more than anything else going on. It's just me mm-hmm. being impatient, and I have to know things like right then and there. Like, who's Ralph? You're talking about Ralph. This is the second episode now, and we're still talking about this Ralph guy. Where is he? Mm-hmm. Who? Who is he? What? What? What is he up to? That's right. Yeah. So yeah, no, I I thought that too when she was just like, oh, maybe uh, his name is my husband Ralph. Like just everything <laughs> kept she kept saying it over and over again. That's the, the joke of her character. But once we start talking about Ralph, we're going to see her character start to, like, glitch out. Stop it, stop it, stop it, glitch out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we already saw it in the trailer where she's just, like, you know, she's just, like, comatose in the car. And she goes, oh, because you're dead. <laughs> you're dead, too, or whatever. Like, we know this is going to get, like, even weirder. Yes. And I, But, again, I, the balance is so good, you know, back to 50s, back to this being normal, and then back to just, like, making you feel totally out of place. Right. It's so cool. So, um, the For the Children line, there's two things that I got from it. Very, you know, Stepford Wives, it reminded me of, uh, in Hot Fuzz, the greater good. You know, just like, the greater good. I stop it. I know, I get it. Um, but For the Children, they say it so many times in this episode, and as we know at the end of this episode, she's suddenly pregnant. So this whole thing was all in her head. Just like if, I mean, when you have dreams, which this clearly is somehow some type of, of dream that she's having, where she's got some control over something. You know, whether it's just, I don't know what level of dream it is, but something is happening, something is making it happening, and she's got control. Um, I so think... she was getting this for the children, for the children, for the children. You never see children in there, and then suddenly she's pregnant at the end. This whole thing th- was leading up to her being pregnant. Well, the, the first episode was kind of leading up to her being pregnant, too, because something that we skipped over was um, Catherine Hahn, this, this Agnes character in the first episode, when they first mm-hmm. meet. She's mm-hmm. all about the two of them, you know, having a very romantic evening. Right, exactly. Like it's re- like they're, mm-hmm. like like they're reading um a glamorous magazine in the first episode, mm-hmm. and what's heavy in science fiction is the idea of glamoring. Like you're not seeing what's really in front of you, or I'm going to make Ooh. you see this or whatever like that. Like it was really, it was really mm-hmm. weird. Like I'm on your side too. I absolutely think she's just a part of this world, but I think she knows a little bit more than meets the eye, which is you know part of the reason why oh, I want to meet Ralph. But she was just. In the first episode, she was all about them getting busy. In this episode, she's more of a deterrent. Like you said, don't be mm-hmm. yourself. So, right, right. yeah, she's. That's why I said it's, she it's, is. She is playing this character beautifully. This is she's right. stealing the show for me right now. Like, she, oh yeah, and Catherine it's very Hunt much is, like. The more we go into that, the more it's, it's more like the Truman Show as well, where everybody oh seems to know God. what's going on. But I didn't but even him, think of that. Right, right. I didn't even think of Truman Show. He's like, you should, 
you should try this. It's very good for blah, 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 blah. Oh he's like, what are you saying God. that for? Why do you keep looking over there? Like, there's a, there's a lot of that happening here. And I love The Truman Show. It's just so a fantastic I. film. So, so yeah. that's maybe that's why this is all kind of falling into, like, it feels really good because we're getting this perfect little town and something is wrong. Something is mm. off. So it feels familiar, but they do, they're do they doing it within the MCU, which is what makes this so interesting. Yes. I'm really excited. So, uh, yeah, there's so many things that are happening here in the background. And we can, again, keep speculating, um, but I've just it just makes me more excited to see what they're doing with it. Because they, so far, even though it's so, you know, from a whole different field, you know, hitting us, in, in every sense, it's just even, even with it being a mystery like this, it's very different than anything else we've ever seen. The closest thing I can think of is Civil War, where it's like, oh, what's he doing here? What's the plan with this stuff? Like, what's he trying to do with, you know, this super soldier who's, you know, brainwashed, clearly? Um, you know, we're, we're getting into this psychological weird stuff that's just... You and don't see it, this so much in... in, in and the speculations, <laughs> the speculations movies. right now, the speculations right now are kind of endless because um, right. I just brought up a few minutes ago about, you know, PEM particles. Like, we know that that's a thing. Um, mm. Another thing that we can kind of, spe- well, we're not going to do it right here, but another thing that you can speculate on is, you know, does Cap have anything to do with this? Because he's traveling all over time. So what's mm-hmm. going on with that? And, you know, I mean, not, not spoiler warnings, it's readily available out there on the internet, you know, Chris Evans... I believe that he came to an agreement to reprise his role right. as Captain America recently. Right, we just don't know where in the story it's going to exactly. be. Exactly, we don't with, know where that's going to be. Same with Robert Downey be. Jr. He did. To a point. Just I didn't something. know he I think did. It's gonna, it's, well, it would make sense if they're going to do Ironheart that he would somehow be um, okay. All right. part of it. Okay, okay. But anyway, that would so be my the, guess. Right now, right now you, can, you can speculate a lot. A lot mm-hmm. of things can be going on within this this little show, which I think is just I think it's amazing. I think what I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm repeating myself. I think it's amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, we should start talking about things we don't like. You know, like just a horrible movie. Like just watch the worst movie we can and just talk about how bad it is. Because all we're doing now is gushing over this and Mandalorian. But well, anyway. no, no, um, we actually <laughs> this is very different from Mandalorian because I had plenty of a problem with Mandalorian. This is something that we're I both know. on the same page about. Um, but right. yeah, we 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 mm, no no. I I kind of <laughs> I'm I want to love something right now, and I love this, and I'm I'm not gonna hide it. This is yeah yeah. I'm having fun with this. Okay. So we get into this scene here where. She's meeting uh, Geraldine, who's sitting next to her. And I thought it was really, really interesting that the way they did it, they almost made it seem like, you know, in this show, her character is not supposed to talk to this character. Right. And it could be, it could be like an underlying racial thing, the way that they're doing it. Like, oh, you generally don't talk to me. I'm just like, <laughs> as by, uh, you know, the token black person here who's just that, here to fill a quota. You know, that, That's that how they kind of made it seem. That's kind of the way that things were done back in the 50s right. and 60s. You know, exactly. uh, certain racial undertones, and especially with, oh, what was it? There was the, the commercial in the first episode where, are you sick of your wife burning your toast with just how sexist that was and how there's absolutely no way you would see oh, a commercial right. like that today? Oh, so right, they're, exactly. they're, they're definitely tap dancing on those nerves like they did back mm-hmm. in the day, which, I mean, I, I, right. I can understand how some people would see that as a little bit offensive. But if you're trying oh, yeah. no, to it's be, t- it's, but that's the whole point. They're trying to be historically accurate. Exactly. If you're trying to be authentic, mm-hmm. then then be authentic and get in the times. That's that's kind and of that's what why, I appreciate about it. 
Yeah. That's why I like the way that they had this introduction there. She goes, oh, I'm Wanda. And she goes, oh, um, <laughs> I'm Geraldine. Like, she was yeah. totally just, like, caught off guard. Like, you're not your character's not supposed to talk to my character. Um, and not in a way like that they think it's an act, but they're whatever. The whole thing is it was definitely caught her off guard, and it was it was really good. I like how they brought that in. And then they bring her back in later on, too, where they, like, kind of call her to be a bigger part. I think yes. she's going to be a huge, huge character to what's going on here because she's somebody she actually confides in. Like, Agnes kind of threw herself at Wanda, but Wanda reached out to Geraldine. Yes. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of stuff that's going to happen there. And that um, goes back to that that goes back. Well, that's more the incorporation of, you know, the African-American characters in, in sitcoms. That didn't happen really until the 70s when you get into All in the Family and how Sherman Helms' right. career exploded. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's definitely it's mm -hmm. definitely playing. It's playing on that. But when they are talking this, this blonde stepford wife, you know, oh, man. head to yeah. toe is getting very, very upset. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the lines, too. Like, you know, a little less ch uh, cross chatter, a little more focus and just like yeah. all these things. I'm like, huh. OK. And then like everything else that she kept saying, she goes, yeah, it's you know, it's getting me and I'm annoyed. That's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I'm Wanda. I'm Geraldine, and I'm annoyed. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I was like, okay, it 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 worked in well. You know, the whole point is like, why is why is Wanda going against the grain here? Well, mm -hmm. because she doesn't feel like she needs to follow the rules and she just wants to be herself, and that's what shocked Geraldine too. She goes, I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna clap because I'm afraid to move. You know, like all these things. But she's like, I'm not afraid. I'm just living in this life, and it's very again Pleasantville like. You know, yes. I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. I'm not going to sit here and just try to follow along. But uh, as we're getting there, I mean, I can kind of jump back and forth, but I want to finish up this scene itself where she's cleaning up and helping her clean up. And she's talking and she's like, you know what? Clearly you and I have this issue. She and the uh, I forgot the head character's name there, um, the, the, the head of the committee. Yes. And she's just like the line is like. Well, I don't know what you heard, but I don't mean anyone any harm. And she and she just comes back with, "I don't believe you," and that's huge. Okay, okay. so and she then, has to. She knows something's up. I don't mean any of you any harm. Okay. All right. <laughs> what does she so the know? Ra the radio. <laughs> yes. The radio, and there's a voice on the radio. Wanda, who's doing this to you? Exactly. Okay. Here mm -hmm. is where I am going to have a gripe. And it's not even about the show. It's not even mm -hmm. about the show. Right. So Was it Help there... Me Rhonda? Huh? Was it the fact that they were cutting out the R from Help Me Rhonda? And it almost <laughs> sounded like Help Me Wanda? They, if no. you listen to it, it cuts out. It it's, cuts out I, every time the R is used. It's like, Help it's Me not even, Wanda. <laughs> it's not even the music. It's not even the music, which I think was, uh, I think it was a really nice touch. Because I, mm -hmm. I, I love music. <laughs> I play music. So this was a really nice touch. So the problem that I have is this. This show, the production team, you know, the showrunners and everything, they decided to send out screeners to, you know, prominent people in the review industry, I'm going to call it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They got the first three episodes. Mm -hmm. So they know who the voice is, and it really bothers me that there are people out there who have that information, and we don't. <laughs> it just, it's just a thing. And even right. further, even further to the point, they gave them the first three episodes, 
But then for whatever reason, the team decided to take away access to the third episode because I guess they were afraid of spoilers actually getting out there. I'm sure if I Mm. wanted to, I could go out there and find the answer to who the voice is. But it's just, why would you do that? Why would you... like? If you want to give away the first two episodes to people for review purposes because everybody's going to be getting the first two episodes on that Friday, you know, that that's fine. But you give them a third and now there's a week and it's just the potential for spoilers are out there right now. So now I kind of have to be careful where I go on the Internet because I don't want to <laughs> right. know right now. I, I want to be surprised next Friday. It's just it's mm-hmm. just it's just why? Why? Why do that? It's just I don't know. <laughs> you're asking for spoilers to get out there. You're asking that you're asking for that to be headlines on certain sites. Just saying. Right. Just saying. That's just me. Yep. Well, we'll see. Nah. We shall see. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that again, we get this the weird like we're breaking the the reality here. Where she shatters the glass. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, let me clean that up. And then she goes just like, oh, look at the time. Just like the boss in the first one. She's like, she's freaking you know how out you get too. blood out of, out of white? Yeah. She's looking at Wanda. Who are you? Why are you? I don't, even, I don't think she asked why are you here, but it was definitely like a who are you? She was terrified. Like in right. that moment when reality broke a little bit, she was mm-hmm. absolutely petrified of Wanda. And it yep. just goes and back you, to she something <laughs> something else is going on with Wanda within this little right. world. Like, are they right. all like you, you mentioned Stepford's wife? Like, are they all mm-hmm. just enslaved to Wanda's world? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is is this yep. like a forced type thing that's happening here? Mm-hmm. So well, it's it's yeah yeah. I mean, you wow. remember you remember in in Inception. Where all the people started like targeting one person, who the, who they knew didn't belong there, the person so ta- who was not in, who who was not dreaming. So Leonardo, and they would DiCap- attack. Leonardo DiCaprio brings what's her name into the dream for the first time, and she starts changing things, and all of the people within Leonardo DiCaprio's dream begin attacking her. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Then I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Like that was that was an intense scene. Like everybody's just like bumping in and just staring at her. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of what I'm getting here is like you oh. don't belong here what are you doing here and then she regains you know control again it's it's almost it's very like uh I almost said Picard <laughs> Charles Xavier where he's controlling things but he can only hold it off for so long type thing yes but what happens is every time there's some crazy thing like this where somebody chokes on something or somebody cuts something after it after it gets fixed Suddenly, it's like ten times happier and better than it was before. It like it hits a reset switch, and everybody's fine. This person who basically hated her and was giving her an attitude the entire time, suddenly is like super nice to her. And even by the end of the episode, it's like you guys won. It was so great. I'm like, huh? Okay, so every time some like she's someone's on to them, you know, there's a quick change where something happens. And then it snaps, and then they're not onto them anymore. It reminds I mean, I can, I can keep on comparing, but you ever play Grand Theft Auto Vice City? Yes. You ever play it with all the cheat codes? Yep. <laughs> Where you sit there, and you just go around, and you get the cops up to, like, four or five stars, like, mad yep. at you. And you're and just... And then suddenly you... Then you... Or, in, like, then you hit the code that makes all the cops just change their mind. <laughs> so I used to do that where I'd go up there. I mean, whatever. Uh, I've repented for this, but you go up there and you just punch a cop in the face and then you do the code really quick and he's just like, oh, and he walks right past you. <laughs> like he comes after you and then you do the code and, and he just turns around and walks away. 
like, hey, have a nice day. And I'm like, yep. what? Like, All is this forgiven. code is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you summon a tank, and then it just drops out of the sky. Oh, dude, I, I just, I recently hooked up my PS2 again. I have all my games again, and I found a whole list of all the cheat codes that Julianne, <laughs> uh, that um, she actually wrote down for me. So I was like, oh, cool. So I still have that with the game. Not that I really feel like playing that anytime soon, but still. Um, anyway, I got everything hooked up again, but it was, that's just what this reminds me of. Something is resetting and changing it. Every time there's something that gets like about a point where it's going to, something is a short circuit, you know, boom, it happens. It resets, goes back to the beginning. Everything is okay. And yes. they're starting from scratch with a, with a clean slate. Okay. But clearly she still knows what's going on. So anyway, it, it, trippy scene, more gut wrenching. But you know, while that's going on at the same time, we've got vision who's doing this neighborhood watch thing where he kind of gets in there. He's clearly not uh, welcome at first. Is this like, a neighborhood oh, watch? Is this a neighborhood watch or is it just a bunch of guys out and the excuse is neighborhood watch, but they're really just eating donuts and gossiping? <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's what the guys do. And that's that's what's funny about it. So he comes in here and they're like, oh, no, because they know that he's calculated. He does his stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he goes in there and they're like, oh, you want that? And he goes, oh, no, I don't eat food. And they all just stop and stare at him, which, um, I mean, they, they, them all stopping and staring was kind of ridiculous. If but, you were in a place like that and somebody said, oh, I don't eat food, wouldn't you stare at them a little bit? I'd be like, no, I would I would stop and be like, well, what do you mean? Like, I wouldn't <laughs> just sit there and stare. I'd be like, what do you mean you don't eat food? <laughs> Like I would ask a question, not just stare at him. Like he just said, "Oh, I'm I'm gonna murder you all." Like he didn't say that, but that's how they looked at him. Like he just said something like, "Oh, uh, I just shot a dog in the head yes this morning." You know, they looked at him like he was crazy. But okay, I get it. Uh, but the whole the whole joke is like, "Oh, I mean, between meals, you know, when it's like, oh, when it's meal time, rum 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 rum." <laughs> like, yeah. And then you start getting into it. All right. So they're like, "Hey, I got some top secret intel," and he's like, "Oh." That uh, that treehouse that so and so made—that's a prefab job. <laughs> so and so buys his trophies at a uh, <laughs> what's this? What do you say at a at a garage sale in Hackensack or something? Yeah. And it's just so you realize it's just a, a guy's reason to gossip. He right. comes back with Norm here's a communist, and they all just stop <laughs> again, and then they laugh louder than anything. But it was so funny the way he just <laughs> to see Vision just try to fit in with a bunch of guys. Norm here's a communist, and you go. A little too far there. <laughs> to say that, a little too far. To say that in the 60s, though, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so funny. I mean, he had a mustache and everything. He was like the only guy there with a mustache. Yeah. He's, like, He's a communist. <laughs> Which, it's it's funny because maybe he is, and that's what we're going to see later on anyway. So it's just a joke that he, like, because why would he just say it? Because he said it almost like he was being serious. Possible. It's so possible. I think he knew, you know. I mean, that guy was just fired for giving his boss a five-course dinner with a string quartet. <laughs> and, and for anyway. wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> the beatnik enthusiast. <laughs> it was a turtleneck. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, so he offers him some Big Red. When was the last time you heard anybody say Big Red? I don't even think I've, I've... I mean, it probably exists, but I've never even looked at it in the stores since I was a I've, kid. I used to I, love Big I've Red. Never, I haven't seen a pack of Big Red in years. Okay, so maybe it is gone. I know Juicy Fruit. It's, it's been a long still. time. Juicy Fruit's still around, but, but I, it's been a long well, time red, since did, I've did, seen did, Big Red. Did you did you do the thing with the Big Red wrappers? Did you do it too? I'm pretty sure you did. What? 
when you take the wrapper, you lick it and you stick it on your forehead and see how long you can hold it there? <laughs> no. You never did that? Oh, no. That's what all the, it, was, it was the total, the cool thing for the kids to do. It was do. the cool thing to do. <laughs> well, all you're doing is just holding a bunch of, like, you know, cinnamon on your, on your head so it goes into your pores and gives you a little, little burn. But that was the thing. I used to have, I got videos of a buddy of mine trying to sing a song while he had it on his head, and it was, it was painful to watch. <laughs> it was burning his head. Anyway, so he gets the big red, and he's like, oh, well, it's only for mastication. Which, not a word that people use very often, so he's like, oh, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get into it, so he's, he's like, oh, you're actually pretty cool. Slaps him in the back, and he swallows the gum. And, and then they it, go into this cartoon animated gum down to his gears. Literally thing, gumming which, up the works. Yes. Literally <laughs> gumming up the works. And he's yes. drunk now. <laughs> so my question is, why didn't he take it out? Just like he took out the food out of that guy's throat. But, well, Be- because then because you wouldn't get drunk. this story. Because he was drunk. <laughs> I know, but that <laughs> was, it was just it. so funny. I'm like, I, it, it makes you think, I'm like, I know that's not what he looks like on the inside. But the fact that they simplified the animation to that degree was just so yeah, funny to me. Like, oh, look, here's a, here's a little piece of gum with a smiley face on it going down. Oop, it's in the gears. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes back just totally drunk. Okay. But... After all the goofiness and everything and, you know, the stuff with the, the glass and the, the blood, we get into a commercial for uh, a watch. Now, two things were really interesting here. One was the name of the watch. What kind of watch was it, Will? What was it, Stucker? Strucker. Strucker. I forgot the R. Strucker was, was the doctor. Strucker. Yes, Strucker the doctor was the that doctor experimented who's, who's, on them. Exactly. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I noticed that. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. And then, obviously, the big um, Hydra logo underneath it. Okay. I, so, so far... kind of why a little bit earlier I brought up, you know, what's Cap doing in all this. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it was just a thought. Like, I had that mm-hmm. thought. I had that thought walking into this because I found out the information about um, Chris Evans before I watched these episodes. And then you get to this commercial, and it's like Hydra, and it's like, oh, 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 boy. Oh. Yeah, so exactly. it was it was jarring. It was it was mm-hmm. so like in your face. It Well, the funny thing about the commercials too, which if you you know notice, it's the same actors in both yes. of them. The same guy, same woman. So all these commercials are gonna have the same two I mean, I'd assume we'll all have the same two people. And that's kind of where they're going. So you're like, Okay, this is interesting. I'm, Let's see. I'm wondering if these two are gonna have any kind of significance. Mm-hmm. Because if you notice in both well, in both commercials, they're they're almost reminding her of real life in right. kind of a in, in in a very subtle way so i'm wondering if these two people are actually people from her real life like people that she knew in Sarkovia or mm-hmm. maybe even her parents or something like that like something 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 something's up with these two oh of course like i i i fully believe that she knows these two people right so we're we're yeah we're we're in for a treat uh, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we get back to the storyline that's going on here because we saw the beginning. There's the whole magician thing, and they've got this talent show, and he's all gummed up, so he's appearing to be drunk at this point. <laughs> he's all gummed um, up, and it's it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny because as he's doing all these things, like he's he's basically since he's messed up, he's using his powers. Yeah. He's he's levitating. He's picking up you know pianos and he's putting hats through himself. But throughout it, 
she keeps on making them look like practical effects. Like she yeah, she's covering puts a, for a, a pulley there. And it's it's really funny. Again, it's the same type of humor you would see in Bewitched or anything like that. Yes. Um, and then it's just like, oh, is this your card? Is this your card? Is this your card? Is this your card? Okay, that's a little strange. He's just quickly throwing out the cards. Okay, because he's fast and powers. No one thinks that's too weird. But same thing with he's the like, um, oh, that's my when card. he was working. Same thing in the first episode when he was working on the typewriter. Right. Right. And no one noticed. No one. No, no one thought that was weird. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, okay, we go through this whole thing. <laughs> For some reason, I know this is ridiculous, but, you know, he's like, oh, I guess I was supposed to pull a hat out of that rabbit. Well, I guess I'll pull a hat out of me, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> and and he did it, and they're like, and everyone just like, again, jaws drop. Their jaws are dropping at all the things he's doing because he's really doing these feats. And again, oh, mirrors. And they're like, oh, mirrors. He goes, wait, is that how do mirrors work? Exactly. That doesn't make sense. It's like, be, be quiet. <laughs> the, the mirror, the it. mirror. The mirror one didn't make sense. <laughs> no, but it made enough sense for people to go, oh, I don't understand it, but okay. Okay. Because yeah, they know smoke and mirrors. That's the whole you're joke, right. smoke and you're mirrors. You're right. You're right. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but he goes, and now the magnet of crystories. <laughs> she goes, no, the cabinet of mysteries. <laughs> He's just so messed up. Um, then, then they all go into this, you know, Brad Pitt, what's in the box, what's in the box yeah. scene. And, you know, again, they're getting into the chanting, but I think they're just super excited about it. Okay, it could be weird. It is weird because, again, it's putting them on the spot. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then, you know, they just go ahead and bring Geraldine. And, you know, she pulls up and she goes, oh, hi, I'm here. And she's totally just, like, weirded out. But, you know, this is where it makes me think, okay, she's going to play a much bigger part as we're getting in here. She's going to know a little bit more. She's going to confide a little bit at some point, and we're going to get some some more development as it goes. Agreed. Um, so Wanda pulls out the gum. Okay. And then he's kind of back to normal. Okay, I really gummed up my insides, huh? Whatever, or something weird. <laughs> and then they all just applaud for them, saying it was the best thing they've ever seen, and it was for the children. Again. For the for children. For the children. <laughs> for the children. Well, he yells out, for the children. Yay, for the children. Okay. <laughs> Again, they keep bringing up all this the children stuff. There's the toy helicopter, the talk about the treehouse. I don't know. And then there's the pregnancy. I feel like this was all leading up to the pregnancy. Right. Now, when you were talking about what this could be and saying it came from the first episode, too, I'm like, hmm, okay. Because in the first episode, I got, are you sure you're not married? You should be married. You're not married. Where are the rings? Okay, then they get rings. Oh, that you're too. not having kids. You're not kids, 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 kids. And then she's pregnant. Okay, so as the decade goes another step in a quote-unquote normal life is is made. So there's the marriage. You know, first comes marriage. You know, love, then comes marriage. Then comes, you know, Vision and Wanda with the baby carriage. Whatever. <laughs> um, I just think it's all kind of like this episode was all leading up to the pregnancy. You know, the helicopter yes. seemingly like a toy as well. Um, then you get this this noise again. You know, the same noise they heard earlier. The, the banging. And they go outside, and sure enough, there's this beekeeper with a sword logo on his back. Yeah. Comes up from the manhole and then just turns directly to face them. She stops and just goes, no. No. And, and then, then everything rewinds. rewinds. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it's reset from the point where they, you know, they're looking in each other's eyes and she's pregnant and they kiss. So right. this so, is the second big break that, that that Wanda has had in this world where she she mm-hmm. cl- this is this was the scene where I was like she clearly 
is in control in this oh, world. Right. She may be being monitored. I maybe she mm-hmm. doesn't know what's what's watching her, but she's clearly well, I think she's, very she's much being in monitored and manipulated. But she's also but she is creating the world. Yes, like she is in control of the world, but there is manipulation happening. That's why there's the whole "Who's doing this to you? Who's doing this to you?" That's coming through, um, as well. And I'm wondering. Oh, it makes oh. sense. If it you makes know what? sense, your theory. It makes sense. Your theory is making her. a little bit more sense now. It. I'll, I'll I'll let you get into that in a second, but it makes sense if it's if if she's the one who's solely in control. Maybe she's even in some way distorting reality to the point where she's able to manipulate herself in some you know psychological mm. psychedelic way but it makes well, yes. sense because when you go through the movies all she wanted well especially in in infinity war and in endgame all she wanted mm-hmm. was to be with vision and just the two right. of them that's mm-hmm. all exactly. she wanted and yep. she's doing that for herself she's getting and it. She's absolutely she's getting it. And another thing, and this is something that I saw on Reddit, so I don't know I don't know if there's any truth to this or not, but it's an interesting theory that when you take into account, you know, where she grew up and what she was probably doing as a child and she's around our age, she was probably watching all the same shows that we were watching when we were young. So she made up yeah. this this fantastical world of this this happy, perfect you know, home with with the kids and the dog and the and the cat and exactly. the white picket fence and the husband that goes mm-hmm. to work and you're the homemaker and that's probably just the world that she envisioned and it's what she wants for herself and w- with vision being in the equation and everything. So it makes to me it makes sense that she created oh, yeah. this Perfect world sense. and she wants nothing to do with anything that happened before and she doesn't want to be reminded in in any way. And there's actually well, never mind. I'm not going to get into that because I don't know enough enough about it, but. Yeah, and mm-hmm. what were you gonna say before I? Well, yeah, no, I just—I mean, we could speculate. Um, I'm just thinking, just to kind of add on to your theory about the pin particles and that helicopter being real and some mm-hmm. other stuff going on. Maybe, maybe somehow whoever you know went got in there, tiny was in Ooh. the radio itself, huh. trying to communicate with her, like hmm. inside the radio, and like mess with some of the uh, the diodes inside and was using it as a microphone to try to speak out through the radio and say who's doing this to you who's doing this to you wanda like you know if if or somebody else whatever that's I mean, interesting that is interesting i mean that's just a, that's a thought it's it's pretty far-fetched but hey you know it's a theory we could throw it out there whatever yeah but that's, that's just kind of based on if if we're gonna go with that being pim particle based okay then i then i can see that you know working into it too i'm not gonna, i'm not gonna put a lot of, i wouldn't put money on it but, Neither would I, but I wouldn't yeah. if, if if Paul Rudd just happened to show up just because of the <laughs> helicopter and, and the, the, the sword insignia that was on it, just because of that mm. alone. If Paul Rudd shows up sometime in this in this, I would not be surprised. Oh, of course not. Of course I would not, not be over, I would not be overly surprised. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we get to the end of this thing and she's pregnant and color. <laughs> and Yep. Time to upgrade. So we go time, yeah. know, color to the home, color to themselves. Now we're going on to the seventies, it seems. I guess and, so. Okay. Another another little so. end smile at there and blah, blah, blah. They have the Very... little WandaVision thing come around them. And then we hear the radio transmission again, like just mm-hmm. repeated. Okay. So the exact same thing we already heard. Wanda, Wanda, who's doing this to you, Wanda? Okay. So they just want you, like, don't forget, this is what's going on. Somebody clearly knows what's, what's you know, something's going on here that we don't know. Um, okay, so what is it? So, Okay. You know, it's like things are really 
the beekeeper was like the huge like okay we're really unraveling here and i feel like each time we're gonna break um in each episode it's going to get more and more intense yes you know it's gonna it's gonna mess up our stomachs even more every single time we see it so i'm wondering if it's gonna get more and more intense to the point where wander and vision can no longer just ignore it and play and play house I'm wondering if we're getting to that. Like, are we just going to have, like, a massive break where, like, the show just crumbles and now, like, it's full-on MCU, you know, let's fight this bad guy? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the, yeah. the beekeeper, you know, the the beekeeper, well, as of right now, to me, the beekeeper is probably going to be the big bad of the series or, or mm-hmm. at least the season. You know what I mean? So something something along those lines or I don't know. I don't know. Again, I'm yeah. I'm just throwing things out there and I'm speculating, but I'm I'm enjoying this very very much. This is right. amazing from from top to bottom. I thought that these two episodes were absolutely phenomenal. It's it's such a breath of fresh air, you know. And yeah. I'm not saying anything negative about the MCU. I love the MCU, but I was kind of like, okay, another year, another movie. You know, big budget Hollywood CGI battle. I know what to expect walking into these things. And this is so different that I'm just like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I wanted. This is exactly right. that I wanted. This is amazing. And that's yeah. that's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, we really need to give it to the people who are, who are running this. It's just it's it's very it's it's the balance. The balance is what surprises me so much. How do you how do you find a way to balance this where people aren't getting bored that you're just doing some old 50s thing? I mean, you can anybody could do that today and it wouldn't take off. You know, but the right. fact that they're mixing it in with this crazy thriller that's like a modern thriller, like what's happening here, yes. mixed with this old nostalgia comedy, it's like, wow, what a, what an amazingly done, like balanced, you know, mood that they're setting. And it's just, that's, you know, I, I, watching it the first time, I felt uneasy because they wanted you to feel uneasy, you know, mm-hmm. like you're actually, they're, they're doing a great job instilling the emotion that they should be trying to instill oh this feels great this is fun this is light and then oh my god what's that oh yeah Ooh. okay and then all right well let's get back into this world again okay all right yeah this is fun okay and then oh my god oh oh like wow it's a roller coaster ride you know that it drops your stomach drops in those moments you know when you get excited and then oh so that's something that they've been able to to really do throughout most of the, of the movies. You know, there's been a couple of stinkers, uh, you know, in in the um the MCU Dark that's World. come out. I mean, Dark World, <laughs> uh, Incredible Hulk. Unfortunately, I mean, I thought Incredible Hulk was great, but when you watch that after watching the others, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, it's just not the same. No, you know, it's it doesn't not. does it doesn't have the same balance of you know comedy and action and all that stuff. It's just straight up. It's it's action with it. It was an action movie. It was a sci-fi action movie, is what it was. You Pretty know, much. Where it would have some comedy, but it didn't have the amount of balance that everything else has. So, anyway, I can't go on too much longer today. But I'm really glad we got a chance to talk about this. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that we we decided to go this route now that Mandalorian's taking a break for a little bit. Um, they are talking while we're. I mean, we're kind of just going over this and we're tidying up from the end of this. Um, they are talking more, uh, as far as the Mandalorian goes, of um, who's going to play Grand Admiral Thrawn. It sounds like they're getting. Um, I didn't read into it too much, but probably the same person who did the voice for him in one of the, in Rebels or 
Clone Wars or whatever he's in. But the funny thing is, just because I didn't realize it, Katie Sackhoff, the one who plays Bo-Katan, she was the one who did vo- the voice for Bo-Katan in the animated oh, really? series as well. Yeah, huh. I didn't even realize that. That's I mean, really Obviously, if I was a Clone Wars fan in the beginning, I might have known that. But yes. it's, it's, it's interesting because the only thing I knew her um, as was... Um, as Amulet Black in The Flash, as a as a on screen actress, not as a voice actress. So they're really starting to take these voice actors or these people who've done voices in the shows and bringing them into the live action um, Star Wars universe. So that's mm. pretty cool. Yeah, I know. It is. I know we're jumping back to it, but I mean, I'm excited that we're starting to get these these crossovers in that sense. But anyway, really love this show. I love the direction it's going. I'm excited to see where they take it. Um, it's definitely a very different, uh, very different feel than the Mandalorian. Very different feel than anything else from the MCU. So yes. it's it, and it's definitely now that I think about it, why did I think you would not feel the same? It is definitely up your alley as far as a mind trip. You know, it is you know, very you enjoy so. the Chris Nolan films and stuff, and just you know anything that kind of makes you think, what could this be? It's a mystery. It's a thriller. What's going on in somebody's head? Psychological stuff is what kind of gets you. So yep. I'm I'm not surprised now that I think about it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, thanks so much for joining me, Will, and um, or joining me, whatever, for being here and wanting to talk about this. And thanks to you guys listening at home or in the car or in the bathroom, whatever you guys do. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us, and we look forward to uh, discussing the next episode next week. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one. See you later.